What is up, guys? It's Ashton back with the Do You Sis podcast. So happy to have you back tuning in today for another episode. It has been a hot minute since I've actually recorded. And with me today is Elizabeth Knight again. So my previous episode, we talked about her testimony. And if you did not listen to that, the whole eat the chicken wings uh, episode, I'm going to encourage you that you go back and you watch that because it was a really good one. She shared her testimony, everything that she was able to and is still accomplishing with me on her fitness and health journey. So Elizabeth, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I didn't even think about that, that we really did just record and now I'm like, hey, you want to get back on? I and- know. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> you know, we can talk more about eating the chicken wings. <laughs> I know. I love it. So I kind of posted the other day that I wanted to do another Q&A. So I get a lot of questions in my DMs. I have a lot of people, you know, just asking me different things. So I wanted to dedicate another episode to answering some of your all's questions. And I just want you to know there's no dumb questions here. You know, I have sometimes people messaging me saying like, hey, this may be a really silly question. But blah, blah, blah. You know, there's no stupid questions, guys. If you're curious or you want to know anything when it comes to fitness, health, lifestyle, you know, I really hope that you feel comfortable messaging me. I mean, even Elizabeth, I mean, she's been in the program for Mm -hmm. a long time now. Um, She's now a Fiercely Fit ambassador. So that's incredibly exciting. So she knows a lot about health and what to do and how to do it. So just want to, you know, share with you all. I hope you feel confident enough to come to us and ask us questions if you have any. Um, Elizabeth, you're also very active in the Facebook community. I know you answer questions there. So, you know, just ask your questions and we will definitely get back to you. For sure. For sure. Well, let's get into it then. Elizabeth's got questions to ask me. So she's going to kind of ask me them. I'm going to kind of go over them, give you my answers. And then she's also going to kind of give maybe her little, you know, bits bits and pieces of her feedback when it comes to some of these questions too. So let's get into it. It's nice to not be in the hot seat this time. Now it's your turn. (laughs) That's (laughs) a little different because I never do this. So we'll see. (laughs) It'll be fun. Um, before I get started with questions, so I just want to attest to like Ashton is like super good at answering questions and like has always like, you know, been willing to answer anything. Like I message her sometimes too. I'm like, okay, stupid question time. But and like she said, like there really is no stupid questions. Like this whole health journey for everyone is such a learning process and there's so much to know. Um, so I would say never be afraid to ask a question or ask it twice because you know, sometimes you can forget or you just mm-hmm. need more clarification. So she was definitely right about that. Yeah, reassurance too sometimes, like making sure you're doing the right things because I know I was always like that, like, okay, am I really doing what I need to be doing? And Mm -hmm. I know you've asked me sometimes, you know, those questions too. So it's good to to constantly kind of be reassured and told like you are doing the right things. You just got to keep running the game plan. So for sure. All right. So the first question that we're going to hit you with is what made it motivated you to start your own business? And I'm really excited to hear the answer to this. (laughs) So this is kind of, it's kind of funny, and I've talked about it here on the podcast before. It's kind of crazy how this all came into fruition, but to kind of briefly summarize it all. So obviously, um, started the podcast a couple of years ago. I just felt something heavy on my heart to help more women and help more people. Yes, I was coaching people at the time, but little did I know that it would ever become its own brand and that I would be doing it full time. So I started out, actually, let's back up even more, vintage-ish bleaching apparel and t-shirts, which led to 
into a podcast, which led to be starting to coach um, within first form. So I became a legionnaire and I did it with them. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I really enjoy this. Um, also, too, just to kind of go over again, I lived with my grandma for about two and a half years who had diabetes. And she also ended up getting dementia. So when you mix the two together, it's a hot mess. So living with her, um, having to take her to doctor's appointments, learning about what she really needed to eat, how much to eat, you know, those types of things. It just really piqued my interest when it came to nutrition. I also, too, kind of hit rock bottom, and I've mentioned that before with my own health, especially right out of college. And so that's when I moved in with her, got to know a little bit more about nutrition. You know, then COVID came, shut the world down, got laid <laughs> off my job. And I was like, OK, like, you know, I'm miserable. Like, I do not look and feel my very best. Like, I've let myself go way too long now. So I kind of made that conscious decision to take care of my own health uh, during COVID in 2020. And then I started coaching people at the end of 2020. And I was like, you know, I really like this. Like, let's do this. And then I launched Fiercely Fit in 2021. Um, yeah, I think the end of 2021 there. I get so confused with years. It's hard to believe <laughs> I feel I've that. been doing this for as long as I have. Um, I've been doing it full time for a little over a year now. But to go back to the real question of what motivated me to start my own business, um, I shared this actually yesterday with a couple of people. I've always told myself and I've always had a entrepreneur and business mindset. I've always wanted to own something of my own um, to take you way back. Even like when I was a kid, I used to make like flip flops. And I don't know if you're familiar with these, but like little balloons people used to tie like on flip flops when oh, we were really yeah. young. And like cloth, like you would cut cloth up and tie it on the flip flops. Oh, I don't fun. know. <laughs> so like I used to do stuff like that. I used to um, do like a lemonade stand. I mean, we all have those things when we're little, but mm -hmm. I, I'm serious when I say like I've always had an entrepreneur and like business mindset. So I've been in business. I've been in sales my entire life. And when it was really just pulling on my heart to do something more than what I was doing with my nine to five job. And, you know, it's just actually coming to fruition. It's crazy to think that I am where I am within my business. So I don't think it was ever anything that really motivated me specifically, but it was more about like, I knew I was made for more. I knew I was capable of running my own business. I just didn't know what to do. So it's again, kind of, I've been in a lot of different things and here we are now in the fitness space, but I really love what I do. I cannot even begin to explain how much joy it brings me. Um, it's so fulfilling to be able to coach women each and every day. But then no, too, like I've built this from the ground up. You know, no one else has done it. Um, all the blood, sweat, tears, hard work has been because of me. And without me, there is no business. So um, to, ever, to whoever wrote this question, if you're thinking about building your own brand and business, uh, the best piece of advice, you know, I can give you is to don't overthink it. Just jump right into it head first because, you know, you just got to start somewhere. And that's what I did with, you know, the apparel brand into the podcast into coaching. Like it's crazy how the world evolves and you get yourself mm -hmm. into a point and you kind of back yourself in a corner and say like, okay, like here we are, like, this is what we're going to do. Like, and give yourself kind of that zero options mentality to figure it out. Um, and then I promise you, if you really want it that hard and you work hard enough, you can do literally anything you set your mind to, whether you are starting a business or whether you're trying to lose weight, you know, anything like that. So it's pretty crazy to say the least. That. Here we are. 
Yeah, I love that. I love how like your brand, I feel like has evolved and like, it's not just like one thing either. Like you haven't like pigeonholed yourself just in like the fitness space. Like you do the podcast and you do the apparel and like, you kind of have like a multifaceted thing that, you know, you've created. And I think that's just nice. Cause then you can, you know, kind of dive into different spaces. Like you said, you used to work in the fashion industry and you can still have a little bit of that while still having, you know, your health and nutrition coaching and stuff too, which is so cool. I yeah. love just like hearing how your story came together. That was really yeah. neat. Hopefully I didn't like, it's a lot to like unfold but like it's just I always try to make sure to tell people that like it didn't just start miraculously like it started Mm -hmm. in a place and then it kind of led to something else which led to something else and now it is the way that it is but it's kind of funny you said that too like for those of you that have bought apparel from me that's why I started doing graphic t-shirts and sweatshirts and like other merch is because I was in the fashion industry and like I am passionate about that and I love comfy clothes so like that's why you know (laughs) I brought that into the brand um, because I know there's some people who may not want to lift real heavy things or do what I do, but they may like a cute little sweatshirt and Mm -hmm. that in itself, you know, I want other people to be able to experience what fiercely fit is, even if they're not working out with me, you know, or tracking their macros with me, you know, or anything like that. So I love that. Yeah. My Sunday scary sweatshirt, I think is my Sunday uniform. Like I think Mm -hmm. I wear that at least every Sunday, (laughs) not more. I love it. They're so comfy. (laughs) They are. Okay, this next question, I've been really interested to kind of hear, I feel like I'm, I know a little of your opinion, because I think we've talked about this, or I've heard people ask you this question a little bit before. Um, but I've heard a lot about just people always like recommending this, like, I feel like on Facebook groups, you know, people are like, how do I lose weight? And this is always the first thing people go to. So I'm intrigued to see what you say. So what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? Yeah, this is this is a really good one. And I get asked it quite often. Um, for those of you listening that may not know what that is, it's more of this idea of picking a time frame or like a schedule of when you eat. So whether that's 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., whether that's, you know, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., you know, you put yourself into like a time frame of when you plan to eat. Now, also too, there's people who will do like, let's say 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then a couple weeks later, they'll go to 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And they slowly start gradually getting shorter, shorter, shorter and shorter time frames um, for them to eat. And I'm not going to say that it's totally wrong. And that might surprise some people. I am not someone that preaches it and teaches it, but it does work for some people. All in all, when it comes to trying to lose body fat, sustain a healthy lifestyle. It's just science. Calories in, calories out. If you are consuming too many calories, you are not going to lose weight. You are going to gain weight. And that is why and how we get to the way that we get um, if we do not, you know, understand this concept. So um, intermittent fasting helps some people because it helps with your discipline. It helps with your self-control when it comes to when you're eating. But if you think about it, let's say right now you're eating as soon as you get up. It's seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. You're going all the way till nine o'clock at night. Like you're eating a bunch of food. And if you have no idea what you're eating um, and how much you're consuming, you know, that can be a lot. And that's like I mentioned again, how we're gaining that weight. But what I would recommend is, and what I always tell people, it's not when you're eating, it's how much you're eating and the quality of food that you're eating. So, you know, even between 8am and 4pm, you could still be eating 
you know, 18, 2,000, 2,500 mm -hmm. calories, you know, which is totally working against you still. If you're not actually understanding the food that you're putting into your body um, and the amount of calories that you're consuming. So I don't think it's a negative thing, but I also think sometimes it's really unrealistic, you know, because I coach a lot of moms, like, and they are on the go all the time after school. So that's anywhere between like 3, 4 p.m. to like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. And they get home and they've not had dinner. And they're like, well, shit, like I can't eat now because, you know, I cut myself off at four o'clock. Like that's just not realistic in my opinion for mm -hmm. most people. Um, I'm somebody, I eat at seven, eight o'clock at night because that's what works for me and Jordan's schedule. And I'll just be truthful. Um, there's a lot of myths out there that if you're eating really late at night, that that's causing you to gain weight. That's negative too. I mean, yeah, if you're eating at 10, 11, 12 o'clock, like that's another story, but you know, seven, eight, nine, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. So, right. um, I don't think there's any, you know, big red flags or negative things. I would just say you got to find what works best for you. And if if that's what it takes to help you create discipline is by telling yourself you're going to eat between that time frame. That's one thing, but it's another to put yourself in a cage and then you just feel very um what's where I'm thinking of very constricted mm -hmm. and feel restricted because you can only eat between A and B, if that makes sense. So a um, lot of different opinions out there on that one, but I don't want to say it's not a good thing. I just feel like you really need to know the concept of calories in calories out and the quality of your foods. Most importantly. Yeah, no, I like that. Cause like I said, I feel like I see that as like a big answer. Like people say, well, you need to start with intermittent fasting. And like, you know, like for me, when I saw that, like before I got started on my journey, I was like, well, I can't do that. You know, like we talked about in my podcast, like I'm a teacher and like our lunch is at 1030 in the morning and I, my planning period is first period. So from 1030 until three, like I have kids in my classroom and like I teach high school. They are very chatty, you know, always have <laughs> questions. Like I don't have time to eat between 1030 and three. And so when I saw that, I was like, I can't do that. Like, I don't think that's feasible for me. And so just hearing that, that, you know, like it works for some, but it doesn't always have to work. And that's not the only way you can lose weight. Um, right. I think it's something that's important too. So I like right. that. It's all about how much you eat at the end of the day. It really, really is. And it yeah. really focuses on portion control too. I mean, when you think about mm -hmm. it, you're just eating less. And and I know we talk about that all the time too. Um, you know, you and I even have had that conversation, but it's just, you eat less. Like that's why we lose weight. When you go on these crazy mm -hmm. fat diets, you're eating less. That is the common denominator between everything is the less you eat, the more you move, the more body fat you lose. So just right. want to throw it out there one last time. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. So this next question, I feel like kind of ties into like, you, you know, owning your own business too. Um, so how do I avoid living paycheck to paycheck? I love these questions. I love that they're not just fitness based because right? I think it's important. I am more than just fitness, you know, and I know people look at me as like Miss Fitness, but I'm like, I love talking about business too and, and running a business because it is something I'm very passionate about. But um, this question kind of hits home for me, you know, and I've shared on the podcast before, um, you know, at my previous job, it's not that I, you know, couldn't survive off of that. It just definitely wasn't, um, there wasn't a lot of room for growth within the company, if that makes sense. So there wasn't ever going to be thresholds where I was like, wow, like this is actually crazy when it came to my salary. And I will openly share that and tell anybody that, but, um, you know, kind of like I said, well, go putting yourself in a corner and telling yourself like, okay, you got to figure this out. I would encourage anyone who is currently living paycheck to paycheck to do that to yourself. Um, really, you need to get a grasp on budgeting. You need to figure out, you know, where you're at with your finances, you know, and I am no budget expert, but that was something I did at the beginning of my transition from my full-time job into running my own business because I was scared shitless, truthfully. I was like, well, if I don't do this, like, 
I don't make any money. And that's why mm. I was so nervous about the transition because I was comfortable and like I knew the money was there. I was going to get a paycheck every other week. You know what I'm saying? And some people that really does hold them back from doing things because they have that secureness of what their job is bringing them. But you know, I guess the biggest piece of advice I would give is you got to do something about it. You know, if you're somebody living paycheck to paycheck, you feel like, you know, you're financially enabled to do things because of that. Like you've got to find a way to get yourself out of that. Um, and you've got to put in the work, like you got to find something else to do, you know, and I don't want to be hateful or rude or make anybody mad by saying this, but like, if you're miserable doing what you do, like go find a different job or do something else. Or if you're tired of living paycheck to paycheck, then figure it out and get a second job or, you know, do something else. You know, I think too many people want to complain about it when in reality, we mm. are the ones in control of it. And you have an option every single day. You you have a choice, you know, to go get a different job or get a second job or, you know, be a waitress or a bartender, you know, do something else on the side. So you're not living paycheck to paycheck. And then, like I mentioned at the beginning, you really got to budget and know your finances. You know, are you spending way too much? Like, are you actually saving? Like, you know, all of that stuff is so incredibly important, you know, and as I get older, it is important because eventually, you know, I'll have kids and I'm going to be able to tell them and teach them how not to pay, pay, live paycheck to paycheck like I did, you know, for a long time, because, you know, you do feel like you can't do things and you feel like you can't have experiences and, and do that thing because of the restriction of money. And I know money is not everything, but let's face it. We all live a very happy life, help it happier life if we can be financially free and, you know, and be able and have that ability to do things that we want to do because money's not an issue, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, to answer this question, I know I kind of went all over the place there, but you got to find a way to give yourself, again, zero options, figure it out. Out, budget, know your finances. And then if you really are miserable, go find something else to do or get another job if that's if that's what it takes. Because it's for me, that's what it took. Like I worked multiple jobs my entire life. You know, I love my mom and dad dearly, but I was never given anything. It was a you have to work for the things that you have. Um, you know, if I wanted to buy certain things, then I had to pay for it. So how do we do that? Well, we work. So, you know, I was very blessed because I have a very good work ethic because of that. Um, so would definitely encourage those who are struggling to, you know, find a way to just just make it happen. Like you got to you got to work for it. You can't just hope one day it happens like you got to put it into fruition, you know. Yeah, so that's my answer, you know, to that one. And I like that. And kind of like what you're going on, like, you know, life's too short to like be unhappy. So you just got to find something that makes you happy. Like you said, whether it's finding that second job or finding a new job that brings you joy that also, you know, gives you the financial stability that you're looking for because life's too short to stress over money all the time, you know, right. and you can't take right. it when you're gone. So right. you got to think about things that, like that. Well, too. I, and like I said, it's not everything. I'm not going to say it is. Mm -hmm. I live a very happy life and did without it, but it just does take a weight off your shoulders when you can do things and live financially free. And that took That's a lot sure. of discipline too, because, you know, I wanted to spend my money. I want to spend my money now, but I also know like, <laughs> that's not what I need to be doing. You know, I mean, there's, there's things we have to plan for. And you know, what if life's crazy and something tragic happens? Like, you know, we have to plan for stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. and that's not something I, I think, you know, a lot of people think about at a young age and I know I did it, but as I get older and mature, oh, sure. like, you know, you got to think about stuff like that. So put yourself in a place of, uh, hey, like if I, or let me just say it this way, nothing changes if nothing changes. And if mm -hmm. you need that change in your life financially, like then go find another job or figure it out. You know, that's the simple way to put it. 
Yeah, I love that. I feel like it's so easy. Like I remember when I was like young, got my like first job, I was like, oh, I have all this money. I need to go spend it. And now, you know, now I've gotten older, like you said, like I've created that discipline. And now I'm like, oh, okay, like maybe I don't need to spend every dollar I get in, you know, and I can, you know, move things around this way. And it's just priority. like a learning process. Yeah, it's priority. Yeah, you learn. It's a learning process. You learn, the older you get, you learn, like you got to prioritize certain things. So, oh, yeah. When yep. it comes to money. All right. One of the biggest questions I feel like I see on Instagram and in our Facebook group is when is your next challenge going to be? We just had the new year, new me challenge. So do you have plans for an upcoming challenge? Of course I do. You know me, always got things up my sleeve. Um, I will tell you guys, I don't have a specific date lined out or like month yet, but if you remember last year, I did like a summer shred challenge. So um, just want to say too, like I don't do these challenges all the time because I want them to be very educational. I want them to be, you know, built out with a purpose. Like I do, everything I do is with a purpose. And so the new year, new me is really to help people kickstart their health at the beginning of the year. Um, we had tremendous progress within that challenge. You know, if you're listening to this and you were a challenger, like just know I'm so proud of you. It takes a lot to commit to yourself and invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of those women saw success. A lot of those women are still continuing on their fitness and health journey. Um, and then, like I mentioned before, I've done a summer shred in the past. So that's in the works, but you all will be the first ones to know about it, especially if you're in the Facebook community. You guys are always the people that I tell, you know, things about first before even my social media. Um, And if you're on my email list, you'll learn about it there too. But if you're new here, you don't know what I do with those. They are 30 day challenges and really more than anything, they're to help you kickstart your fitness and health journey, help you create habits and discipline, you know, like we always talk about um, and just teach you the fundamental things that you need to know when it comes to creating a better lifestyle for yourself. So definitely have a few more things up my sleeve and I will announce it, of course, as soon as I have my ducks in a row and have it figured out myself. So I love it. And I just want to plug to you, like, if anyone is ever like thinking about doing a challenge, like, and when she announces them, like take the leap and just sign up. Cause that was like one of the coolest experiences I think was like being able to see like a hundred women, like in a group together, all trying to go for like the same goal, you know? And like, there was just so much like community within that like challenge where, you know, everybody was uplifting each other, you know, sending recipe ideas, sending pictures of, you know, things that they found that were helpful. And I just feel like it was really neat to be, be able to see that like kind of little small community kind of come together from the bigger community group. Um, and I think, Thank you I think the summer shred I feel like you launched that like right before I like signed up for the one-on-one program because I remember I was like on the edge of my seat I was like I should sign up for that and then I like waited too long and then all the spots were filled so then then I ended up signing up for one-on-one which was fine and then you know and that that's been awesome um but that's where like I feel like I like had that FOMO I was like okay well I still have to do something so I signed up for the one-on-one instead but you yeah. know that's where like if you're thinking about doing the challenge just take the leap it's worth it it's worth every penny that you spend um and I think it's really neat just to be able to you know cheer yourself on but also be able to cheer on all the people that sign up too yeah I think people don't realize what they're really capable of doing within 30 days so they come into Mm -hmm. and they're like holy shit like I just did this in 30 days like if I keep going where am I going to be in a couple months from now so it is pretty cool it's so cool just to watch it evolve and see you know all these women win and that's that's just the best part about it is just seeing everybody win thrive and and like you said the community is really awesome too having other people who are very like-minded and have the same goals Mm -hmm. that's motivating in my opinion to have other people you know working hard towards the same things 
Yeah. And the pictures speak for themselves. I know you posted them, like, I want to say like a week or so ago of like all, you know, all the different progress that everyone made, like throughout the challenge. And like, I think that just speaks for itself too. Of Like this really works. And like you said, like that's 30 days. What can you do after the 30 days is over? Absolutely. So here I am uh, plugging myself. See you on the other side of the next challenge. If you're here, it's time to sign up. (laughs) Yes. And if you're not in the Facebook group, join so you know when the challenge is. Absolutely. We love it. All right. This uh, next question um, I'm really excited to hear about because I really enjoyed you sharing a little bit about this topic um, here recently. I know you're planning to share a little bit more as well, um, but this is something that I feel like I never thought about impacting my fitness journey. Um, and so then when you started sharing about it, I was like, okay, maybe that's like part of my problem because I am stressed probably and anxious like every day of my life. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on stress? They said, I know um, you're coaching about it and posting about it, but they seriously think that's part of their problem when it comes to losing extra belly fat. Yes, the good old topic of stress. And it has been something <laughs> that, you know, I've been diving into more here recently because of the things that I've been going through personally. So if you did not hear, I'll just, again, go over it very briefly. So about six months ago, I guys too am very in tune with my body. When something is off, I know like, um, again, I eat 80, 20, I work out consistently. Like when I, I know something's off, like, and when something's off, something's off. So I knew about six months ago, I wasn't feeling right. I kind of felt like I was running on fumes. I had like, my brain fog was really off and weird. Um, all, all I know is it just, I didn't feel right. So I went to the doctor, had some labs done. I knew that I was probably due for that anyway. Well, I love doctors, but this specific doctor didn't do what I asked them to do. Imagine that. So <laughs> Back to the drawing board, they didn't take the labs I wanted them to. So finally, I went to the gynecologist, told him I wanted my labs done. I didn't feel right. Something's off. I want to know everything. At first, I thought it was like my iron uh, because of my symptoms. Mm-hmm. Then I thought I had some other weird stuff. Don't ever get on Google. Like, here's your sign. <laughs> when you got something wrong with you. Don't like, WebMD. <laughs> no, because that just, I, I thought I had like freaking cancer or a brain tumor. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just crazy what's all out there. And who knows? You know, that could still be a problem. I pray not. But you just never know. But I went and had labs done and had a honest conversation with the nurse practitioner there. So not even my actual gynecologist because she was out. Um, told her my symptoms and my side effects. And she, you know, I was on hormonal birth control and she had made the comment to me, like, you know, Ashton, you've been on it for 12 years now. I was on it for 12 years consistently. She's like, it's not abnormal for your body to start rejecting this. And she's Mm -hmm. like, it's probably been symptoms. You've probably had these side effects longer than what you think you have. You're just now experiencing like the worst part of it. Um, And I've always known and I've heard like hormonal birth control cannot kind of jack you up, but you know, for whatever reason, just never got off of it. So I made a conscious decision that day to get off of it. Like I was like, I'm done. Like I'm tired of feeling this way. I feel horrible. Like I would cry about it to my mother. God love her. Like she thought something was seriously <laughs> wrong with me too, but I got off of it. And within literally a month, felt like a completely different person. My brain fog was completely gone. Uh, my stress and my anxiety was 100 times better. And when I say like 100 times better, like I wake up a very anxious person. Like 
I, it's just how I am and always have been, <laughs> but actually being able to like get up in the morning and not have anxiety. And like, when I don't get something done, not get like upset about it or stressed out about it. Like there was just so much that changed the game for me when I stopped that. Uh, my labs actually came back pretty normal, of course. Oh, you're a healthy person, you know, is what they told <laughs> me. But um, after diving into it a little bit more, you know, I've really been trying to prioritize my stress and my cortisol, which is where I'm going with this. But if you follow me on social, I've been talking about stress and ways that you can prioritize stress. And there is a lot of science behind stress and cortisol and belly fat. Now, I don't want people to overlook the fundamentals of fat loss and health as a whole, because I think sometimes we get too carried away and we all of a sudden start losing weight. And we think things aren't happening for us or working for us when in reality, you're just not running the game plan long enough and you're not doing the basics as consistently as you need to be. So here I am saying loud and clear that I'm not going to tell you stress and cortisol is your underlying factor of why you can't lose body fat. We're all different, but I will say I have no noticed a lot with some of the women that I've been coaching and with myself that stress has played a huge factor in getting and releasing body fat, especially in the abdomen area. Um, so more recently I've been posting tips and tricks on ways to prioritize your stress. I've been sitting in the sauna for about four months now consistently. Every time I go to the gym, I sit in there for about 10 minutes and I turn my phone on do not disturb. I have my music on very low, but I sit in a sauna, which is going to help you release toxins, um, all of that. And just relax, like get off your phone. It's one of the worst things we can do is get, you know, soaked up and in social media and on it and just you know, just chaos, you know, and I I know you agreed too. It's like, there's so much going oh, yeah. on in the world today. Like it, we live in a very fast paced and stressful life, but get off your phone, sit in the sauna. If you can't do it in the sauna, get in the shower, shut the door, lock the mm-hmm. door, be in the shower by yourself for five to 10 minutes. <laughs> like you deserve that. And it's just doing those small and minor things that really will help your stress if you do it consistently enough. Um, another thing is stretching. I know none of us want to slow down and stretch, but that is <laughs> tremendous for your cortisol and your stress. So I've been doing that kind of in the sauna too, and then stretching before and after workouts. Um, walking as well is incredible for stress. Um, I love walking outside. I know it's been cold, so I've not done it as much, but like getting indoors and walking on a treadmill or a walking pad for 10 to 15, 20 minutes, that's going to do wonders for your stress. Um, I also posted like trying not to stress your body out so much with workouts. Um, that's another big thing too. Like too many and most women sometimes will work out way too much for too long of a period of time. And they're just overdoing it, like totally exhausting their body. They right. don't want to take a break because they think that's the answer to their problem is working out seven days a week, two times <laughs> a day. And that's not, not always the answer. Um, you know, some of us can manage that. It's and like hyper fixating. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, that's not always the case. So I posted, you know, about that too, about how to do resistance training, but not like overdoing Mm -hmm. it and exhausting yourself. And, um, you know, I said, there's a time and a place for heavy lifting and hit workouts. And there's a time and a place to slow down and walk and and do deload where we actually lift lighter weights for more reps. So Mm -hmm. it's not a one size fits all. I can't point my finger and say, Hey, do a, B and C and D. And you're going to be a totally different person. But I can tell you, if you do these fundamental things, you think about it, you try and prioritize it. You will see drastic changes. Um, a couple of other things, and then we'll we'll go into the next one because I could sit here and talk about this for hours mm-hmm. on end, and we'll probably have to do another episode on it. But a few other things you can do um, is to get in the sun first thing in the morning to help with your stress. Um, that's going to be a game changer. Getting that, you know, in um, it sounds silly, and I know it's been cloudy, but that will help exponentially with your body. 
I already mentioned the sauna. Another one would be practicing, you know, gratitude and journaling. Um, that causes you to slow down as well too, but actually like writing the things down that you're grateful for, slowing down, reading, doing those types of things are really important. Um, yoga is really good. I've never been a big fan of it. I know you said <laughs> hot yoga is really good, but I need yeah. to get into that more. Just trying to do things that actually allow our body to rest. Um, and the other thing is too, is I want you to kind of address your anxiety. Um, I was somebody and I admit to it that I have it, but you got to kind of take it on head first and know that, um, you know, if you can approach it and know you have it, you find ways to control it. And I know I have at least it's like, okay, I'm stressing out right now. I can feel like I'm full of anxiety. Like I got to calm myself down. So um, those are just a few things I'd recommend to prioritize your stress. Today, I posted about a supplement called ashwagandha. Um, it's actually an, an adaption, which is actually an herb. And I'm trying to get mm. myself into more stuff like that. Um, so I'm not going to say again, it's a magic pill and it's going to solve all your problems, but it could be a supplement that right. you start to implement into your diet that helps you slowly relieve stress, you know, be able to focus better whole nine yards. So um, I'll do another episode on stress and cortisol because there's many different parts of it. And like I said before, it affects people a lot differently. But if you are intentional mm -hmm. with doing these things, guys, you have to give yourself a break. You got to slow down every once in a while. You got to quit. Go, 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 go. And I know you're like, I can't help it. This is just my life. Well, you can't help it. Like you got to find a way to slow down because if not, you really are just going to crash and burn. And then it's going to be 10 times harder to get you, you know, where to wait, where you want to be because you won't just slow down and try and prioritize these things. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. And like, like you said, it's so hard to, you know, slow down sometimes. And like, I feel like with my job, I'm like, go, go, go as well. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, I have like 10,000 things I got to do for school. And like you said, like, I've been doing a little bit of like that hot yoga. And that just like makes me slow down. And it makes me take a few seconds. I put my phone on do not disturb. And yeah. um, I don't know if people knew, but like, you can actually set some screens on your phone too. Like I have a sleep mode, like it automatically turns on at like 915 at night. Because um, my bedtime is technically like 10 o'clock or whatever it has on there. So it shuts off all my notifications like the only way I can see them is if I like slide up and like force myself to look at them which sometimes I still do and I sneak <laughs> it you know and I'm like oh I'm being bad nobody um, knows but, <laughs> right but that that's been really helpful for me at least like being like okay now it's time to unwind it's time to not sit on TikTok for the next hour because I need to go to bed soon and like that's normally the time I'll get out like a book or something like that and just try to like clear my mind because I feel like my mind is always so jumbled and so busy with stuff yeah. with school and so that's yeah. just been really helpful too. And I just wanted to like share yeah. that tip. Well, and get off, get off TV and your phone. And I'm terrible mm -hmm. about it. I mean, I do it too. And I know it, there's always room for improvement, but like the blue light guys, it destroys, or it doesn't destroy, but it definitely works against your circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. And then that causes you to not get good sleep at night. Like, and you wonder why you're so tired throughout your day. It's because you're on your phone scrolling through social media and then you get poor quality sleep. That would be another thing. Like track your sleep and actually see like mm -hmm. how soundly you really are sleeping. Um, that's another huge one that goes right there along with stress is sleep like people don't get enough of it or they're not getting the best quality when they are sleeping which totally works against us in many many different areas when it comes to well life and fat loss in general so For sure. get off your phones turn it off <laughs> yes <laughs> i agree with that goodness all right and i think the last question that we have is how many steps should i be getting in a day this is a good one. I'm guilty. I need to get more steps in. I'll just be truthful. <laughs> um, so I tell my clients, again, it's not a one size fits all, but 
I find that people who can get more steps in on their average day, see more success with their fitness and health journey, and just, again, less stressful and have and live a better and healthier lifestyle. Um, I aim for about 7,000 to 10,000 a day. 10,000 is a big goal. I still, even though I run my own business, sit at a desk majority of the time, you know, I work out, you know, throughout the middle of the day. I'll be honest, I usually get up and go outside and walk, but since it's been cold, I've gotten off my routine of doing that. I took advantage of the weather yesterday and walked. Uh, But something I talk about, and I've said it multiple times here, you know, on the podcast is like, it's not just going out for a 20, 30 minute walk. Like if you're folding your laundry, that's in a different room from your bedroom, like fold your underwear, go put your underwear up, like come back and get your socks, go put your Mm -hmm. socks up. Come back and get your jeans. Go put those up. Like that's movement. That's steps. Like everyone's like, I don't have time to work out or get a bunch of steps in. Like I promise (laughs) you, you do. It's just a matter of doing the things you do on a day-to-day basis and getting more creative on ways to get more movement in. Um, Another one's like intentionally parking farther away at the grocery store. Like you're Mm -hmm. having to walk farther into the store and out. If you're like me, I used to park front row because I didn't want to walk very far and now I park in the back 40 because it's just what I do like it's parking farther away getting more steps in Um, if you can go for a walk in the morning I mentioned that with stress get out in the sun first thing in the morning even if it is kind of cloudy like that's going to help with your circadian rhythm Um, you know, just anything that you can do to get more movement in. So I know not every day is going to be perfect, but if you're somebody that has a sedentary job and you don't move very much, like here's your sign, you need to be getting movement in. you need to be getting steps in, um, that, that does, I mean, that, that works against a lot of people is just not moving and getting steps in. So a good number would be 7,000. Um, actually truthfully, what I would love to encourage you to do is look and see where you're at and what you're doing currently and like add a thousand onto that and get really good at that and then add another thousand on. And then when it warms mm-hmm. up, try and add some more on, you know, and then you get in that routine where you start to crave movement. Like, I love it. I stick my headphones in and I listen to podcasts or, you know, I'll call clients and talk. Like, I love that part. Like, it's just being outside with the nature. I love being outside. So there's no right or wrong. We want to aim for 10,000. But if you can only get five, six, seven thousand right now, start there and slowly start to increase it. And then, like I said, start doing those things that you have to do, like going to the grocery store or stuff like that, and just be intentional with your movement. That's really all you can do. Yeah. And yeah, go for a walk, pop your headphones in, listen to the Do You Sis podcast, and you'll yeah. be good to go. I'm uh, sure everyone it. loves it. <laughs> oh, yes. Something I want to share too, because like you were talking about, you know, getting up and moving, like even, you know, just like at work or you know, like doing your laundry, something I kind of, I feel like I took from like a book for my mom almost. My mom always talked about um, in her job. I think she had, I think she had like a break or was doing her lunch break or something. She would get up and she would walk the floors of her office building. They had like, I don't know. I'm going to, this is probably, I don't even know how many, seven, <laughs> eight floors, something probably like that, something crazy. Um, So she would walk some of the floors and like go up and down the stairs and like do laps that way. And I feel like I've taken a little bit of that like book for my mom, like sometimes in the morning, like teaching, it can be kind of hard. Like, I feel like I'm walking a lot in my classroom, but there's really not that much space to like walk all day. But during my planning period, instead of sitting the whole time, like at my desk, like I get up and I, we're, we are a two-story building. So I like walk a lap around the top. I walk a lap around the bottom and then I'll go back to my desk and like do more work just to like get some steps in in the morning like that gets me about a thousand to two thousand steps right there just like in the you know by eight nine a.m um so in that way I feel like that helps me set my day up for success a little bit too as I'm just trying to like intentionally during my breaks kind of take some time to get some walks in you know and like you said it can be hard 
you know, we say like, we don't have time for that, but you have to make time and it's just prioritizing. Like that movement is what's going to help you feel better. Like I know for sure, like since I started working out and getting more movement and I feel 10,000 times better. And so you will too. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the simplest things that you can do when it comes to exercise too. Like truthfully, I think it's, this is going to sound crazy, but I think it's easier for people to schedule out workouts. Like, you know, that's going to take you 20, 30 minutes, but to be able to commit to a high step goal and know that that has to be, you have to execute on that the entire mm-hmm. day. Like there's no slacking the entire day on that because you can't get 10,000 steps in, in 20 minutes. You know what I no. mean? Like you can your workout because you're mapping that time out for that. But to be able to commit to yourself and be able to, you know, aim for a high step goal the entire day, like that's, that's impressive. If you can do that, kudos to you. It is definitely something that I need to start working on again. Um, You know, I'm not perfect. I've got room for improvement too, but you guys, movement is medicine. You got to do more of it. And if you're somebody like I mentioned before, who is sedentary and you're not moving very much, just do the little things, start there. Don't, you know, aim for 10,000 and then you're like, there's no way. And then you feel like a failure and you don't do any of it. So start small and then gradually increase it. And then before you know it, you're going to be craving it. And then you're going to be like the next 10K step queen that (laughs) everyone has no idea how you do it, me included. So yeah, just just start small. I love it. Perfect. Was that it? That's all we got? I think, I think that's it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, so much for being here and asking me these questions. Of course. As she mentioned, she's a teacher, so I thought she'd be a really good one to have on to <laughs> ask me these things. But um, definitely, guys, going to do more Q&A episodes. So if you ever have any questions, I usually put up a, like a little box on my Instagram or in my Facebook community. So ask your questions. Me, Elizabeth, the other ambassadors are always here to help any way that we can. But with that being said, I want to leave you with one last thing. Don't forget just to do you, sis, because no one else else's opinion matters. And I will talk to you guys next time.